bring you back? Yeah, that uh, was putting me through a weird groove in the headspace, man. Wow. Is that, a, is that the system of the down? Who was that? System of a down, man. Yeah, wow. I was unsure. Usually I can um, confidently nail. You seem to know all those fag singers from the goddamn VMAs. The <laughs> <laughs> system of a down through, through you through a loop. Dude, we are three episodes away, people. He is coming out. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> system of a down through you through a loop. Didn't throw me for a loop. I was, uh, I, I had it already. I have it pulled up on the Wikipedia. Whenever you hit me with the song, I think in my head, what am I doing here? And I look up the band, and the only band I researched about 10 seconds in was System of the Down. System of Down. But, uh, what, what, there is an element there. There was like this time frame right there where there were a few other bands that I don't think I'd be able to name off the top of my head that had the System of a Down sound. I don't think so. That's pretty unique. I think there was like a, you know, you know what in my head I was thinking of like being in the gym, at, you know, in high school and then you had the, like the Lincoln Park and the system of a town. And like, you know, so I, I was just thinking that you're probably not thinking of maybe band. I guess you're, but there were like those gym playlists. Yes. That just kind of, it, like it could of, have been one band that did them all. Or just but, like a random one who sounds like one of them. And so I hit System of the Down yeah. first in my head, but then I was like, this could potentially be one of those offshoot, you know, gigs from that era that had that just like, like the bodies hit the floor song. Just, you know, the heavy metal, but also progressive, you know, rock element to it. And that like deep vocal, you know, there. I mean, even like Creed was kind of doing stuff like that. Oh, stop yourself. Creed, people, we are two episodes away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying everybody, every band in the 90s had the, like, melodic, deep, foreboding. No, Creed was more like, oh, I'm going to lift you. <laughs> Pearl Jam did the same stuff. I'm telling you, they were all, they were oh, all. Oh, yeah, Creed was more of a Pearl Jam. I think all the bands of that era were kind of, you know, on this. Uh, well, this was more like a drowning pool. Drowning Pool. You know, I was also um, listening to them. I was thinking of Tool, and I also Tool, uh, yeah. I was kind of uh, thinking about how I hadn't listened to Radiohead in a long time, and I used to be a, a big fan oh, of the Radiohead. Yeah, I could see. I enjoy the Radiohead. Radiohead. You know, Radiohead is a mindset. Radiohead to me is the modern era of like Pink Floyd, where you throw out the album and and you go into the journey of that album. It's one of those bands where, like, the fans just ruined it for me. <laughs> they are a kind the of... Worst. <laughs> this, the the worst stuck-up <laughs> people in the world. Oh, hey, man, I like your, you like your radio head sticker. Man, Creep, man, that's one of my... Oh, you listen to Creep. That's right, Mike, you're such a, a tool. Oh, God, you <laughs> haven't even started to listen to Radiohead. Like, dude, go fuck yourself, You haven't guy. even scratched the surface, bro. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to go spend 12 hours in your gay little store, buy three albums, and then sit there and listen to the record. Well, Radiohead, (laughs) to their credit, I believe they uh, craft these albums, and they are meant, truly, to listen, start to finish, to delve into, to, you know, experience it. Some are hits, some not so much. I I think a lot of people... Call me when you could beat Boston, Boston, okay? Until then, you have your (laughs) one-hit wonder. Be happy I know your fucking stupid song. There is only one Boston Boston, man. Yeah, I know. Just be happy I know about your stupid song. Okay, and quit being so fucking stuck up about it. And that goes for you too, Tony. System of a Down, though. I was like, I mean, I don't know. Do you know any of their hit songs or, you know, outside of... Toxicity, uh, you got Aerials. All right. Uh, what's that other one? It was like their big one. Chop Suey. Chop Suey is what I was... Th- was that just... Yeah, that was his... Okay. That's kind of what threw me off. I, I was like, what's that one jam that everybody knows, man? I guess I just... I was kind of... In, I did kind of like System of a Down. I don't know. I guess it does... I was really into Linkin Park back in the day. Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, this like is, in my opinion, it's kind of the heavy metal version of the grunge era. 
And it, there was more artistic value in this style during that time frame, you know? And, and so, like, you're right. Creed was, like, the poor man's Nirvana or whatever it was. And so like, gay. No, that was the gay man's Nirvana, dude. The gay man's was, Yeah, I guess so. Creed, I was... It came on here. the... The reason it was in my head was it came on the radio the other day, or the playlist. We had some 90s playlist going on, and Creed came on. And I was thinking about that video of theirs, and the dude playing guitar he had i believe one of the he had not a sleeveless shirt but a shirtless sleeve shirt if i'm not mistaken oh, oh yeah 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 he's wearing just the sleeve isn't he is that him in that video i swear <laughs> right, i think it's creed and the guitar player is wearing like a shirtless sleeve <laughs> shirt and i i couldn't get that out of my head for like the last two days man <laughs> It's like the arm covers. Yeah, yeah the arm, arm covers. covers. Showing off the chest and the uh, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Creed. Uh, that's really funny. I actually have, like, really gay-looking ones that yeah, I wear, man. like, if I'm, if I'm rotting a really greasy line so I don't get, like, grease all over my arms. Oh, right on, yeah. Do you take next the shirt time, off and then put the sleeves on? <laughs> next time I'm in the school and I'm going to put them on, I'm going to take my shirt off and uh, just walk you, around. You might get arrested for that one. I would wait till you get, uh, like, a, a local call at a lady's house, you know? Like a Illuminati's. Yeah, yeah, hold on, baby. Let me get suited up for this one. You rip the shirt off. You gotta <laughs> rip. You gotta rip. You have to rip the shirt off from the chest too, like Hulk Hogan. Just tear it from the seams. <laughs> it's even better because you put the arm covers. It's like, oh man, I don't want to get my shirt dirty. And then you just rip it in half. <laughs> <laughs> rip it in half. Let's go, brother. <laughs> Let's throw on those leather chaps for sleeves and just go at the drain man hit that grease trap like a like a maniac that's so good are you, are you ready for this brother you're just gonna ride the sewer are you ready are you ready for the smackdown brother <laughs> I'm going to give this drain the rotten of a lifetime. You won't know what hit it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, dude. The sleeveless, the, the shirtless sleeves. The shirtless sleeves. I got to order me a pair of these. I'm going to I'm gonna walk around town one day with these I don't think you can, Those were custom made. Those were tailored. You have to be You have to get that tailored. I think you buy the shirt and then your tailor removes. Everything but the sleeves. It's pretty awesome uh, being a rock and roller, I gotta say. Like, you can just get away with wearing the most outrageous garb and no one questions you because you got the guitar strapped around you. No, nobody questions you because just women everywhere will fuck you. This is true, right? yeah. Nobody questions you until you look stupid and no woman will fuck you. There's something about the image, and I gotta say, uh, for me, you know, I've stuck to the image of the jeans with with the brown belt, the brown shoes, and, you know, the the black t-shirt. And it's kind of just been my look through life. And uh, that is See, kind it's of... It's, it's all about being able to justify it, right? Because what you do, like, you're going to go home to a family party, right? And all the old uncles, all the old... Oh, Frank, why are you not married? Oh, I don't know. I know why. Because you're fucking walking around with, with sleeves and no shirt. <laughs> Put on a fucking shirt. You know, have a shirt on, man. <laughs> You gotta be able to justify your actions. Well, I know. I yeah. thought I was dressing these days as just an average Joe, and uh, I had to go meet Emma before the show, and um, uh, or drop her off at this uh, pavilion place, right? And uh, I'm walking around there, and I walked through the uh, the like parking lot area, and uh, <laughs> I walked up the pathway, and there's a security guard there, and. Like, uh, what are you, what are you looking for? I'm like, uh, I just mentioned the name of the company, you know, that Emma works for. And he goes, oh, all right. And I walk, I keep walking, and I'm backstage behind the theater. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I'm walking around. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Where am I? There's nobody here. And all of a sudden, I, I walk past two musicians with their guitar cases, you know? And they're like, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm here for Emma. And then I just... <laughs> and then I just... I literally... Uh, 
I, I walk around, I, I cruise past their little, they have these little trailers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big stage. It's like a massive pavilion area, and these, these dudes are gearing up to do their show, and the security guard just let me walk back there. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of look around, and you know the guitar player, the bass guy, the drummer, they're setting up, and they're wearing uh, jeans, brown shoes, belt, uh, dark t-shirt. And I'm like, oh, oh all right. Oh, they think I, you're see, a I, see, I see what happened here. <laughs> I start cruising back out. I'm like, I'm clearly the wrong spot. I just walk backstage. And uh, <laughs> I'm walking out, right? And the security guard's standing there, you know, just whistling Dixie, hanging out. And he looks at me. I look at him. I shoot him the old Alex Baldwin finger gun. And I said, thanks, buddy. He goes, hey, thank you, man. And I walk right out. <laughs> Unloaded, of course. <laughs> Unloaded. Unloaded finger gun. <laughs> but you know, oh, that's just, no, you know what that means, dude. You looked like you were a man who had business. I was, uh, I was wearing the, the jeans with the shoes, the brown shoes, and the black T-shirt, uh, and no questions asked. You just do the finger gun. So you walk funny. right past, dude. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. dude. Like about a month ago, two months ago, I ordered. Uh, Two ten packs of the uh, high visibility shirts, you know the yellow high vis. Yes, yeah, those are very uh, popular with the construction fellas and everybody doing all the road work and landscaping. So I do a lot of like we're doing a lot of work in like parking lots and the streets, and I say like, hey, I don't want to get hit by a car. But one thing I do that is the key to the city. You put on a high vis shirt, wow. dude. Because I not only do I have the high vis shirt, I got these work pants. They're like serious work pants with the cargo. This is they genius. Got the knee, yes, built-in <laughs> built pockets for the knee pads. You know what I mean? Because I got my boots that you can tell have been worked in. You know, and I'm walking around with the uh, giant with the giant hook to lift the manholes. You know the the sewer this covers. Is, this is fantastic. Yes. You know what I mean. And I notice, like, dude, no matter where, I just walk into places and nobody questions it. Security guards just they just hit the button and open the door. Like, there's no questions asked. This is a, a very smart move. If you just need to use the bathroom anywhere, you could walk into any institution and be like, "I'm here to fix the toilet." Hate to tell you this, they never let you use the bathroom. No, but if you say you're there to fix the toilet and they look at your uniform and you got your tool belt, they'll just say, oh, right this way, sir, to your left, down the hall. No, we're supposed to use the porta potties No, I'm saying if you tell them you're there to fix the toilet. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think you understand. These are well-oiled machines, dude. They know if there's a toilet down. <laughs> yeah, you don't be telling them about their toilets being down. Because now you just insulted that security guard. He doesn't know he's got a toilet down? You telling him he doesn't know he's got a toilet down? <laughs> Frank, do you know how many... Listen, a toilet went down. The first person to know is a security guard, because that's who the lady tells. <laughs> Some lady went to go take a shit, clogged the toilet. She told the security guard. He's the one that called maintenance. They put in the order. You know what I mean? You're going to tell, tell a security guard he's got a clogged toilet. Dude, come on. Oh, how foolish of me. I am a certified moron. There's no doubt. <laughs> Clearly a man who's never worn a high fist shirt. You know? <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. That's crazy. <laughs> how do you even buy one? You can, you can never fit the role. <laughs> I would never be able to pull it off. You're right, dude. <laughs> Amazon, if, you, if you order it on Amazon, they'll just send you black shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they send me ready. they send me my outfit in a packaged like little cellophane thing. It's the black shirt, the jeans, the belt, the shoes. <laughs> I get a note from Alexa that says, I've been listening. You're not ready. <laughs> Chemtrails are incoming, Frank. <laughs> Never did really. If you just look the part, nobody questions you. Yeah, I think that uh, plays um, into a lot of scenarios. And you are right. You have to have the confidence to be able to pull it off, right? You need to be able to yeah. play the plumber, or in my case, the stoner musician or roadie walking into. <laughs> Oh, that is a great call, because the places I get in, they would never let you get in. And there's no way that security guard would have let me in. Yes, exactly. He was going to stop <laughs> yeah. you dead in your tracks. Absolutely. <laughs> we, 
we get into very different places. Exactly. I was walking through. I got the tan, the Ray-Bans on. You know what I mean? The black shirt. I'm, str- <laughs> I'm strutting my thing. You know, I, I'm no stranger to backstages. <laughs> Somebody, you know? Somebody you got the long hair and everything. <laughs> you know, the slim figure. I come in. I look like I drink a few too many beers. <laughs> Bald head. <laughs> We totally, totally fit the role, dude. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Oh, well, that's good. Everybody uh, out there, just, you know, harness that energy, right? Figure out what role you fit and then utilize that image to get yourself into a few backstage places, right? You, you, your look. You hold the key. You just need to figure out what door it opens. (laughs) Exactly. That is fantastic advice. And when you're Merrick Garland, the key you hold is the for the door uh, that gets everybody in the Democratic Party off of any crime they've committed. (laughs) And it's also simultaneously a door that opens up endless indictments for the guy on the other side of the aisle. (laughs) It's the key to one-way streets. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's get the lowdown on old Merrick Garland. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill pushing back against Republicans who accused the Justice Department of political bias. Chief Justice Court. Dude, this guy Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America, he's dying on screen. They got to get him out of there, man. <laughs> you hear that voice? Wow. <laughs> he took too many boosters, man. Pierre Thomas yeah, has this hard spitting all that bullshit on a daily basis. Good morning. It was a contentious hearing with House Clogs Republicans claiming the DOJ is the pawn of the White House. And we had a normally mild mannered attorney general who was not having it and who came prepared for a verbal fight. I love the way you guys describe yes, Democrats. Thank you. It yes, is dude. fucking so infuriating. <laughs> Every time they mention Bill Barr and Donald Trump, Donald Trump's henchmen. Bill Barr. <laughs> yeah, man. Bill Barr's Donald Trump's rough. corrupt AG who's just doing the bidding of the Republican Party. And then you got Merrick Garland. Hey, this mild matter. <laughs> Who showed up with fire behind him. You know what's crazy to me with the media is uh, we went in 20 years, right? It's all it took. 20 exact years. Uh, we went from New York's, uh, it was actually America's mayor. Mayor Giuliani, (laughs) America's mayor, to part of the RICO indictment, right? Isn't he in the RICO indictment? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, Yeah, man. To being Uh, like, like that is what a what a stretch, dude. America's uh, mayor to now he's being indicted as part of a RICO case with Trump. You guys are trying to overthrow America. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, yeah, that is a crazy leap in 20 years. America's mayor, man. Absolutely wild. All right, yeah, uh, but when we called him America's mayor, nobody could have ever thought that he would back a man like Hitler. I mean, Donald <laughs> That's right. Same thing. He had, like, a legit shot at president. Remember, like, Giuliani was up on that stage against... Uh... He wasn't really ever going to win. No, well, he's a creepy vampire-like creature, but you know, you know, if anyone's Dracula, it's Giuliani. <laughs> Even his name is Cr- Giuliani. Yeah, Giuliani. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. That's drool. It's drool. Okay, ghoul. Yeah, you this know. this dude only comes out on Halloween. You know it. So, <laughs> all right, Mer- you won't believe this, Giuliani, five seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, this creature is, he's monstrous. Yeah, he's like always like towering over people in a creepy way. He he really resembles uh, Nesferatu, that original. Oh, that's what I was trying to think, Nesferatu, it, he, he yes. had, You could just see Giuliani walking up the steps to his bedroom, but first it's that shadow with the long fingers that precedes him, you know, it's like going ahead oh. of him, and then uh, if anyone's ever seen it, it's one of the most frightening, silent films, if not films out there ever, uh, Nesferatu, the German Dra- uh, Dracula movie that was created probably well over a hundred years ago at this point. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> this has got to be a hundred years. Yo, he's 5'9", just so you know. Oh, really? He's wearing yeah. lifts. That guy wears lifts. <laughs> 
attack for more than five hours. The fix is in. There's one investigation protecting Bro, President Biden. 1922. Wow. That's Veratu. It's 101 years old. That and is guess, crazy. Guess how long it is. 90 minutes. 121. I mean, uh, one hour, 21 minutes. Yeah. Wow. 81 minutes, baby. They kept it under 90 back in the day. Man, that is crazy. And they, they just haven't tapped into how scary that is since. 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. There's something creepy about those silent movies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> they're overacting, and they have the, like, extreme just... makeup on, and it's just, it's the only imagery, moving imagery we have of those times. So it's that... the overacting. It draws you in. I was thinking about that. We talked about watching the old Batmans. Yeah. And I was watching Batman Returns. That's right, man. The second one. Dude, so they back then in the in the eighties was probably the last time that we were still we still had actors. And I mean like actors. <laughs> you know, like, well, Phil Hartman people, I think Phil Hartman was the last actor. But you know what I mean though? Like and they were like play acting still. Like I don't know. Actors today aren't acting. They're just playing a character. Does that make sense? Actors today look beautiful on screen. That's what they do. Yeah, and they're surrounded by a lot of CGI and all that. But I'm just saying they're more like, I don't know, there's a difference between acting and playing a character. Right? So <clears throat> you're... Um... So like me, me playing a character is... I'm going to play this character of a married man who's got three kids and I'm a truck mechanic. You know, I can play that character. Me acting is I'm going to go out here and I'm going to make you believe that I'm this African-American, you know, not necessarily black, but like I'm from this other land. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just going to make you believe I'm something I'm totally not and never could be. Right. But for me to play, uh, my point is, like, you never, like, these actors now aren't really going too far from what they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of, and just being over-exaggeratory, like, kind of, um, Jim Carrey was so cartoonish in his actions and his facial expressions, and, you know, we, we don't really even have anything like that anymore. Yeah. But as goofy as it kind of sounds, I mean, it just draws you in more. I don't know. That's what got me about the acting of, uh, uh like, I, d- I don't even know about acting, right? But like it's, when I watched the Batman Returns and the original Batman, it was like it was so shocking that you're able to notice the difference in the way they're acting. Yeah, I got you because they're definitely <clears throat> acting in character and and like um maybe not there was still overacting as if you got to sell the emotions and the physical expressions and, yeah. and the movements, right? Like uh like 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 Michael Keaton acted out his version of Batman, George Clooney was just a George Clooney version of Batman. <laughs> and that's why the classic scene where Michael Keaton smashes the vase on the uh, mantle with the uh, pi- uh, spike for the fireplace, and he's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! You know, like, <laughs> that scene is fucking fantastic, man. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's so good, right? It's, but it's it, over it really, the top. Which so it sounds like you're coming around to something that I've talked about for uh, several years now. I'm a huge fanatic of the individual's work. I believe he might be uh, potentially one of if the greatest actors Nicolas of all times. I believe you back. are now a fan of Nicolas Cage. One no, of the most that's notorious. Exactly the point I'm all he does the, is play. Oh, one of the most notorious over actors. He sells it. He goes to the extremes, man. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. Literally, his list of movies is Nicolas Cage the Prisoner, Nicolas Cage the Cop, <laughs> Nicolas Cage the Escaped Convict, Nicolas Cage. You know what I mean? He is Nicolas Cage in every movie. That's my whole point. 
Like Daniel Day-Lewis. Ah, uh, man, I'm telling you, I think you're now a Nicolas Cage fan. He's a man no, who, the fuck out of here. Go who, fuck who goes over the top, right? I'd, I'd say uh, Danny Day over there is probably our last. I think Day-Lewis is retired. I was just thinking about how he hasn't been anything in a while. and Nothing. I, huh? I recall he mentioned he might be retiring, and I thought about how he's a British dude or whatever, Australian, I don't know where he's from, but... Uh, he probably kind of somewhere saw the writing on the wall with Hollywood and the woke bull, and he's just like, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, wow, he did. And you know what? I was thinking about how the next movie for Quentin Tarantino coming out in the next year or so, he's declared is his last movie. Do we live in a world, is Hollywood a place where Quentin Tarantino can continue to make films where he, you know, can freely make it and express his, you know, creative and artistic mind without being destroyed by the woke mob? No. So maybe maybe we're now losing all these great creative minds because wokeism destroyed Hollywood and any, you know, mainstream vehicle where you could release content. It's crazy to think about, man. Like, what's Daniel Day Lewis's <laughs> next big gig? Dude, he retired in 2017. Hasn't done anything since. That man saw the writing on the wall. He probably got the memo about COVID, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to wear thinking... that mask." <laughs> All right, well, I'm retired, and we bought this land in Montana. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. I'm telling you right now. Where you want to be when they do the next COVID is anywhere as far away as possible from the cities, man. Because they are going to do lockdown with military next time. I promise it, dude. It's going to be harsh. And speaking of uh, the government taking over our lives and controlling everything, we still got to cover this Merrick Garland, right? Are we still going to do it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, That's Merrick. Right. You're so boring. He's so boring. I can't even. There's can't another even one attacking President Trump. But the attorney general rejecting claims of a politicized Justice Department pushing back hard. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what to criminally investigate. Much of the Republican fire centered on President Biden's son, Hunter, and whether he's getting preferential treatment, despite the fact that Hunter Biden is being investigated by David Weiss, a U.S. attorney appointed by Donald Trump. And despite the fact that there are four laptops containing endless <laughs> amounts of data showing Hunter Biden... Doing endless amounts of illegal activities. It's beautiful. What stage are we in? We in the beginning stage, the middle stage, the end stage, the keep hiding the ball stage. The hearing at times, testy and personal. At one point, a Republican congressman accusing Garland of targeting Catholics unfairly. Garland, whose family has faced anti-Semitism, deeply offended. The idea that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, it's so absurd. Democrats defending Garland saying Oh my God, they knew they would cut it. I can't believe they cut it. Yeah, tell me, lay it on me. Did they cut it? They oh did, oh, of course they did. So the, the rebuttal to that was, uh, what is that, Jim Jordan? I believe so, yeah. He then says, we have the evidence. We have it right here. You sent undercover agents into, into churches. And Barry Garland just doesn't have anything to say. To no, that. exactly. This, <clears throat> I wanted to play this oh. news coverage of it because if you had the time to check out the clips, they were all over X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I, like, can't, I can't keep a straight face when I try to say it. Why do they always, they all say it. They even write it in the news articles, man. It, it's so funny. Like, we all know what X is. Stop. You don't have to say, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jordan and they all played this. I can't believe they cut the clip. They uh, cut it just so they show just Mary Garland's response, and then that's it. Because he was totally caught off guard when he talked when Jim Jordan talks about the fucking undercover. You send undercover agents into churches to find terrorists. Yeah, to, and- <laughs> or, I'm sorry, religious extremists. 
the reason I wanted to play this clip is because if you go on to Twitter, uh, check out a lot of the drillings that went on. There was at one point where this lady from uh, who is uh, Ukrainian, she's a representative, uh, she drops some fantastic points on him. Uh, I didn't clip it because, uh, or maybe this is from yesterday. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I didn't clip it because uh, you can't understand what she's saying, really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's very thick accent. However, her points were very valid, and she was comparing what's going on here to what happens in places like Ukraine and Russia with the corruption. And when you have uh, your political systems going after American people, and she discusses how her constituents are afraid of the DOJ and the U.S. government, and that should never be the case. And it, it's actually it's incredible to listen to uh, when you have the time, but this dude got nailed. On this whole thing, oh, and no. the way they are playing this on this NBC nightly news clip is Merrick Garland. You know, he he put up the shield and went into the fire like any hero. You know, and like <laughs> and he slayed the dragon. You know, it's just like so crazy how they're describing this guy. But if you watch, if you have the time, and it's boring. It's very boring to watch these people. You know, question him and stuff. Uh, but. It's fascinating to see this guy. He squirms. He doesn't have any answers. It's pretty obvious that the DOJ is just an arm of the Biden administration and that they're covering for Hunter Biden, and he's going after Trump. It's it's obvious. It's obvious. It's so obvious. And he has no answer to these people when they ask him, like, hey, why are you going after Trump? And why are you covering for Hunter Biden? <laughs> it's like, dude, you know, it seems like we're uh, working with a banana of a republic here. Well, it's very scary what you just said there. The, the people, the constituents are scared of the government. We have come to a point now where, depending on where you sit on the, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, you are very afraid of the government coming after you. And we aren't, the government should always fear the people. Absolutely. And one of the better clips, uh, if you have the time to check it out uh, from this, I, it might have been Gomer, I think this is the guy's name. Uh, where he, Comer? yeah, where he brings up how just 24 hours before this hearing, the, the DOJ <clears throat> just happened to finally, uh, charge Ray Epps with a misdemeanor. With a misdemeanor. Dude, I, that is, you guys don't even understand how insulting that Tario wasn't there and he got 22 years. Exactly. And this guy was all over he's all over every social media platform he's all over it telling people to go in yes and it's just interesting to hear these guys question you know what it's kind of satisfying finally to hear uh representatives asking the questions we've been talking about you know what i'm saying to the doj to merrick garland and there is a satisfaction to the point that he doesn't have an answer, which means he's lying, which means he's covering up what's going on. And we all know it, right? We're at this point where we're like, come on. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist at this you know, juncture to understand what happened on Jan 6th or what's going on with Hunter or the indictments with Trump and how he's going to be showing up to court every day right up until November 2nd. Like, we know what's happening here. It's obvious, man. So sad. It's really right. sad. They, they really did ruin uh, American democracy, man. I, th I think so. I mean, I didn't, I, I really you know, did. I don't like to be absolute on things, you know. As a uh, tinfoil hat nut job, I like to extend the region, right, uh, of my imagination, you know, so we need the government to keep working so I can keep conspiracizing. <laughs> but <laughs> if we're really at a point where it's game over and uh, we live in this dictatorship, authoritarian, Orwellian dystopia, then... Uh, well, the show's over, folks. We're going to be taking off in no time. We'll be joining uh, uh, all these uh, buffoons in prison, right? We won't even have a prison, dude. You don't have prison. <laughs> you don't understand when, uh, when the society crumbles, man. I mean, we've already seen it. The cops. The cops aren't when the police aren't policing. And then you can't. In order to have prisons and law and order, you have to have a functioning society. You know, 
Well, this it's one, uh, I think it's time to light up those tiki torches, grab the pitchforks, and we gotta take it to the capital, baby. Where's Ray Epps? <laughs> Any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Democrats defending Garland, saying the House GOP was simply trying to help former President Trump, who's been indicted twice by a DOJ special counsel. Aside from the politics, Hunter Biden now facing the reality of an indictment and an upcoming trial. Wednesday, a federal judge ruled that Biden must appear in court for his arraignment, despite his attorney's request that the appearance be virtual. The judge saying Biden must be treated like any other defendant. Michael? All right. Good times, great oldies, Merrick Garland. I, I was never going to actually talk about it, but it was literally all over everything. And I was shocked at how... You know, if if you just watched what took place, you'd be like, man, this guy Merrick Garland, he's kind of a weasel and a liar. You know, <laughs> like this guy's, you know, he's uh, he seems definitely playing for one team. But if you listen to the NBC News, uh, this guy's a hero, man. He went in there fighting off the villains. Oh, yeah, dude. Dove into that lion's den. Pretty crazy stuff. Well, uh, speaking of dipping into the other side, I uh, dipped into some MSNBC the other day and checked out one of my favorite Fauci fanatics. You remember the Fauci fanatic, Nicole Wallace? Remember? <laughs> thrice thrice vaccinated. Oh, oh, double yeah. masking Nicole Wallace. We had that thrice clip. Thrice vaccinated. Thrice vaccinated, quadruple boosted. <laughs> Get that boost! Nicole Wallace. She made some headlines uh, a couple days ago. We missed it on our last docket. And I saved it for this one because I really wanted to play it. Uh, this is, um, we just said it right here a few minutes ago, talking about like, wow, this, you know, th- this is kind of banana republic stuff. Could be the end of democracy in the world, but we're going to continue an open mind and, you know, right? We're going we're, we're gonna to pretend maybe there's some positive uh, traction ahead. Uh, not Nicole Wallace. When it comes to Nicole Wallace and it comes to Trump, and democracy being at risk, and uh, everything crumbling, she brought out the big guns to bring in the big ratings because I assume nobody's watching MSNBC, and she said a naughty word. Uh-oh. Charlie, I'm going to say something that uh, people say privately all the time and not on TV all very often. Something really bad is going to happen, okay? Shit's about to hit the fan in this country. Oh! Fox News had to veer away from the lunatics spewing hatred and death threats for Democratic officials in New York because of the migrant yeah. caucus. Everyone is on, uh, I don't even know the word. Everyone is knows that we're walking into something hideous and no one will do anything. I think it's called are Shit's they- Creek. You already said it. Let's go. Why are they so hell-bent on making their viewers believe MAGA country is going to like rise up and <laughs> storm you know, everybody. You know, it would have been really funny. She should have said Schmidt's going to hit the fan. Oh, you're right. Uh, she might For be. those that don't know, that's her husband's name. Wow. My, that, <laughs> that is a deep dive. <laughs> I just looked it up because I was like, I looked her up and uh, she divorced Mark Wallace in 2019 and, re- and she got remarried to a Schmidt. She was married to Mark Wallace? Yeah, that's where she got the name. Oh yeah, wait, that just blew my mind. I thought like, I don't know what that's I, what thought. I thought. Like she's, you know, talking about Schmidt hitting the fan. She's married to a guy named Schmidt now, but still going by Nicole Wallace. Wow, she should have said Schmidt hits the fan. Hit the fan. <laughs> you know? Damn it! Play into it, baby. What a horribly missed opportunity, man. Come on. That's why she's on MSNBC. Like, if she uh, had you know, that, the kind of, yeah. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Dude, you forgot. How funny is that? <laughs> Maybe that's why they've been so bad at pushing all their agendas and narratives lately because they got no writers. Was the writer strike before Build Back Better? No, no, I can't. Believe <laughs> <laughs> Where is Build Back Better, man? Dude, say what? They I never heard of. Heard, never heard of that. What's what creepy? That? What's so creepy about Build Back Better was Trudeau was saying it, Macron was saying it. They were saying it down in like Brazil and Argentina. They you had the German Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel saying it. Like to everybody be fair, was but Macron and Trudeau thought they were talking about the old orgy groups. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the bag better. Nothing but dudes this time. What? That's just how Macron and Trudeau love it, man. Just dudes. Just the fellas. The French and the Canadians. And the, it's fun. <laughs> but where are the Cubans? <laughs> I, I, I need some communist dick in this orgy, you know? <laughs> traction on that Trudeau Macron love affair that was uh, hitting the scene there for a minute. I mean, there were some tabloid action. Oh, you didn't see the video of them from the Beetlejuice uh, play? (laughs) 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 Macron was just grabbing his cock all over the place. (laughs) To be fair, Trudeau's tits were just hanging out. Here here in Denver, man, I watch the local news every morning, and they have been carving out a solid 10 to 15-minute spot every day just to go back over what happened during the Beetlejuice play with Lauren Bucart. I love it, dude. The the, the left can't get it. The left. The party of not only have sex with every who you want, be whatever sex you want, (laughs) abort the kid, don't worry about it, fuck marriage, women's empowerment. Uh, they're the. I can't believe they were in a movie <laughs> during a play. There were there were families there. <laughs> oh man, come I on! I can't believe there was a child three rows ahead, and she grabbed his cock. That kid. <laughs> what is he gonna think now? He's not even gonna know what question to ask the next time a drag queen reads a story to him. This is a falling. Let me enlighten the kids out there. Back in my day, the only place you could feel up a booby in real life was the theater, man. It's the only place you get a little privacy. That's the only reason I saw Can't Hardly Wait in the theater. I paid like $40 to go see it. Yeah, man. You think I want to see Truman Show for the third time? No, I'm getting a little booby uh, feelage, a little handjob action. Grab a tit, yeah, a handjob. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> get some titties, some handy. Everyone's happy, dude. Some popcorn. Man. It's a good time. Tits and a handjob in a movie theater. You were the king amongst your friends. I always thought that was just what everybody was doing in the movie theater, man. But remember, that's all it took to be somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have a six-figure job. Nobody cares. Back then, all I did was go to a movie and got a handjob. I was the king. (laughs) King of the world. King of the world, dude. I walked around that school like I was the man for a week, you know? And it was it was middle school, so everybody heard. <laughs> Man, you're in middle school. You get that first claw of that big fresh booby. Oh, is anything? You're the eighth grader already, so you're already top top. But you know when those sixth graders hear about it, oh, they're just looking. They're just looking up to you, just those envious eyes, you know. He touched a titty. <laughs> it's funny, man. I just the more they talk about this story with Bobert, uh, I I'm just like, man, I like the whole situation more. I like both people more. Well, I think the well, hair. It's a good hard time. for me to. It's hard for me to believe that you're offended because six months ago you were you were fighting for the right for that tranny to read stories to a kid. Yeah, actually, wasn't it June like, a couple months ago that you yeah, just had totally nude men dancing and shaking their junk in front of children? And, and waving dil- strap-on dildos <laughs> to the crowd. Like, but it's totally indecent for this lady to get felt up in the dark in a theater. In a dark theater? <laughs> no, no. Too far. Too far. Uh, well, uh, okay, let's, should we continue the outrage with this Wallace fella? Lady? Lady fella? Oh, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. I refuse to believe that nothing can be done. 
These are people getting their information in part because of the vacuum being created by people with, I don't even know if we call it a spine anymore. That might be an insult to spines. But there are still people out there with followings. He can go out and, and here's, here's what I want to ask you. Yeah. When something happens, what do you want to be able to tell your kids and grandkids you did? You good with nothing? You're good with, I didn't do anything because I didn't think anyone would listen to me. Trump tweeted something mean about me someday because you did something. I tried to do something. This lady is freaking out. It's fantastic. What is she even talking about? She's talking about Trump. I don't know. She's losing her mind over Trump. <laughs> She's literally losing her mind over Trump. So then instead of saying shit, you should have said Trump hits the fan. Right. Slivers uh, of a following in the set. They got the writer straight. Pool yeah. that is the MAGA base. Well, look. All of the red lights are blinking about what is about to happen. And I, I, I have no idea. I watched the whole clip. <laughs> I have no idea what they're warning about. They're they're warning about something. This is why I love this. This is but to me, to me, this is Trump derangement syndrome encapsulated in one clip. These people are totally insane. They're freaking out. They are frightened beyond belief, or they're at least trying to scare the pants off of the public and the grandmas out there, right? Dude, th what are they talking about? This is this is crazy. Yeah, like what's gonna happen? I don't even get it. What are we worried about? What shit is hitting the fan? Oh, they're they're concerned. There's gonna be a Jan. I don't know. I have no idea. I, again, I keep uh, wondering when I'm looking into the left media, like what is this MAGA army you keep pretending exists? Good call. What is this thing that you keep this boogeyman? You oh, keep they, tra they train right next to the tranny army that the daily wire thinks. Exists. Yes. Wow. Great. You know, call. Yeah, both sides have these, like these enemies, these, uh, the others, the others. Yeah. Yes, it, it, that's why I I just love this rambling between two people. It's on national television. They probably have as many viewers as us, and uh, they are <laughs> scared to death. I think that's what makes what Jack Smith is doing so important because he's saying, okay, um, right now, you know, this is a stress Jack test for Smith, the entire criminal justice guy. system. Donald Trump is not just one defendant among any. This is a former president of the United States who is prepared. Uh, to call out the Furies, who is prepared to stoke violence, to tell people, you know, come, because it will be you wild. You he's going to call out and, the Furies? You know, you, you know again. <laughs> we need to Dude, call Riddick. I, I'm not kidding. I heard that, too. Did he say, Did he say the Furies? <laughs> I'll backtrack. Here, wait. Just one defendant among any. This is a former president of the United States who is prepared. Uh, to call out the Furies, who is prepared. Oh, it's uh -oh. close, but dude, oh, he, no. you almost think he purposely... Why did he say Furies? Like, yeah, he, he's saying... F well, we know what he's saying. To stoke violence, to tell people, <laughs> you know, come, because it will be wild. And, you maybe, know, you know, maybe again, it's a furry um, and a farrier combined. Oh, so Vin Diesel's going to come out in a furry suit. In a furry, yes, that's right, dude. <laughs> Vin Diesel's totally a furry. Come on. Uh, that guy fucked like a rabbit. <laughs> With all of these red lights blinking, um, the silence that we've gotten what used red to, lights? I think, um, becomes less defensible because what happens in 2024 um, could be horrific. It is likely to be horrific. And all of the people that enabled it and rationalized it and looked the other way um, ought to be held to account in some way, at least in their conscience, if not politically. Wow. So uh, MSNBC is preparing their viewers for some horrific event that is involving MAGA supporters of Trump in retaliation to all these indictments that are going on. And we need to be ready to hold accountable everybody associated with the MAGA party. <laughs> I, like I, like I don't know how you got there, but I do agree. Lock up the MAGA. <laughs> yes, dude. This is really Lock what it's... Up. But has this... This is what it's all coming to, in my opinion. That's what the, the Enrico Tario imprisonment of 22 years for not even being at Jan 6th is all about. If you are aligned with the other side, we're going to go after you. That's the whole thing. And what a weird little segment here. Like, why are they freaking out over this supposed, you know, time of violence that we're going to go through in 2024? Because they're that's how they rile up their base. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I, I like the, your comparison of the army of the trannies versus the army 
of the MAGAs. That's kind of uh, <laughs> how they, they're trying to pin it. The Civil War, right? You got the blue. Uh, dude, if, blue I listen to all me- if I'm listening to all mainstream media, right, that means some- sometime next year, on a battlefield, we'll meet the KKK and the Tranny Army. <laughs> yes. They're just going to battle it out for the soul of America, whatever that is. That's just what I could gather from all mainstream media. It's the blue hairs and the red hats. I really love where it's at at this point. We've, um, you know, we've established the lines. We've got the colors down, too. You know, they, they align perfectly. Yeah, the blue hairs versus the I red hairs. I just heads. saw blue hair, man. I was like, man, that's a weird one. I get a lot of those blue hairs out here. It's not bad, but I mean, the blue hair is kind of, it's like wearing having the red hat. I really do think, you you know, you're identifying yourself and you're establishing your line. Blue hairs used to be old ladies. Only. Because that was the white hair. They call them the blue hair. Uh, well, speaking of old ladies and old traditions, something that's big these days that used to be a huge uh, thing, uh, riding the trains, but not like the conventional sense that you're I used you're gonna to. I thought you were going to say suits in Congress. Uh, <laughs> just like suits in Congress, uh, you know, traditions still last where uh, we have people uh, jumping aboard the trains through Mexico and hitching a ride. Tonight, a common yet dangerous transport option for migrants heading to the U.S. border shut down. New images from Mexico's largest freight company, Ferromex, showing hundreds of migrants riding freight trains in what the operator calls a social and humanitarian issue. The company taking unprecedented action, announcing it is halting service on 60 different trains, the same train system that has routes to major destinations bordering U.S. cities like El Paso, Eagle Pass, and Nogales, leaving large groups of migrants stranded near the tracks. The move comes as the number of migrants apprehended at the border is increasing after dropping earlier this year. Two Homeland Security officials telling NBC News more than 7,500 migrants were taken into custody along the border this Sunday alone, a surge that is being felt in cities like Eagle Pass in Texas, where today the mayor signed an emergency declaration asking the federal government for funding to reimburse the emergency services the city has used to deal with the influx. Yeah, and they also uh, declared in New York that uh, there's no vacancy. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, they put out a plea. We have no more room in the city. Yeah, man. No room. Don't yeah. go to New York. Immediately, Eric Adams reached out and said, no, no, no more. We can't send any more up here, man. We're done. They had one of those big uh, wheels with the green. Then they, <laughs> they turned it to red. <laughs> Occupied. No vacancy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, so they had to turn around the trains. They heard uh, Eric Adams, no more room. (laughs) Trains are going back south. (laughs) 